you have to have a lot of introspect. You have to stick deep and start with yourself. So if I'm having problems, it is my problem. I can communicate my needs, but I cannot put the blame on the other person. Drago wasn't aware. He was just doing what he needed to do, what his needs were. His need was to prepare himself and the type of person that he is when he's working. I'm probably the same. We give it 150% attention to it. That's exactly what he was doing. He was totally unaware because he was there. We'd have our coffees, we'd go out. But I felt my heart going jittery and cold. He's leaving now. I'm going to have to readjust myself again. And I needed more from him. Those last two weeks than even before that. And I didn't blame him. We're here with Zdenka Jurek from longdistancelove.net. And Zdenka has a lot to tell us today about life insights and about human behavior, but also about long-distance relationships. Her long-distance relationship, I guarantee, blows away any record from yourself or anyone you've ever heard of. She has an amazing, incredible story. And she was a co-author with Pat Masidi in the book Ready, Aim, Succeed. So we are going to just be talking about all sorts of areas of human nature. Might go into parenting problems, PTSD, domestic violence, who knows. But Zdenka has seen many things. Zdenka, glad to be speaking with you. Yes, thank you, Robert. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really honored. I wasn't expecting to be doing a podcast any time in my life. But having responded to Pat Massetti offer, I took it on. And I do have a lot to give in the area long distance relationship because I've lived it for over 40 years. And being the older generation, uh, I know when I look at the uh, websites, I, they are mainly geared for young people. And I know that some of the methods or some of the ways I dealt with it could probably help the younger generation. I know it's something maybe different, a little bit different, because we did things differently in that case. <laughs> Tell me about your situation, because... 40 years long distance relationship, that sounds crazy. So how did that still, even and happen? It's still going, and it's still, going I'm still counting. So how does I that even work? Just left, uh, two weeks is oh, going to no. be away for until um, Christmas time. So how did it start? So we sensibly didn't plan, we didn't think, but we were faced with it. When we got married, my husband didn't work, I worked. I was a computer programmer, but the children came very soon after a marriage and my husband was driving a taxi at the time. He completed his degree, but couldn't find the job in metallurgy. And he is a consultant for aluminium industry in sustainable energy. They're trying to, uh, a lot of energy is used in production of aluminium, so uh, his job was always to find a uh, well, for 40 years, new method, which will reduce the use of energy in, in that industry. So driving a taxi at the beginning, he was driving CEO of the company, Aluminium Company Smelter in Tasmania. I don't know if you've heard of Tasmania, it's the island 
not far, about an hour's plane flight from Melbourne, Australia. And he got offered the job. So we moved from Melbourne with two kids to Tasmania. And I think from the very beginning, he started traveling. It was the nature of the job, visiting other smelters. At the beginning, it was like a visit for a couple of weeks, whether it was to do the work or seminars or meetings or whatever he was doing at the time. But eventually, then it increased. He had to stay up to six months. He had to stay up to two years and so on. So we just accepted this because he was good at it. He loved doing it. And I thought I'll support him in it. And he's still doing it. We should retire soon. But it's been many years and I now we entered a different stage of a long distance relationship because we're older now. And this is the stage where you're looking at the retirement and coming back home permanently. And it's funny, after so many years of traveling all the time and being away, um, now you're saying how do we reinvent ourselves being together all the time. <laughs> I don't know if you can understand that, but uh, that's where we are now. <laughs> I'm not sure I can understand or relate, but I can <laughs> I relate to there being tough challenges ahead and for things to, things are never always the same. We'd like to think that a relationship is, is stable or the same, but there's always something coming or going. People are getting older or the, the kids are some sort of age, or maybe you're closer or further away. The relationship is always in flux, whether or not we'd like to admit it. And as far as long distance relationships go, do you have any challenges to share? I'm sure there are, there are many, but if there's like a top one or two, what do these long distance couples such as yourselves experience as far as challenges? Sure, a lot of challenges. And as I said, when we uh, were thrown into it, we didn't think much. We just coped the way we know. Looking back at it now, my advice for people who are making that decision, whether short-term or long-term, is to really think through as to what that might mean for their relationship, whichever. Now, I would always suggest that people really think about or think, know themselves really well. They have to know themselves. They have to know their partner. And because there are a lot of challenges and they're not always that much different from a normal relationship, but they are more uh, challenging because of the physical distance. So the challenge might be, and I can even start backwards, now our challenge is we change and we change anyway throughout our life, throughout the relationship, go, relationships go through different stages. But in a long distance relationship, we did have a pattern. And what I realized now when we're thinking about being permanently together, this is all we never think of ourselves as a long distance relationship. It's just a relationship. And I think that's probably a very important thing because I'm not thinking that was a new term for us. We were just a family. We were married couple. And, but now I can see that we both changed. And in a long distance relationship, you have to have a balance 
between making it together and being an individual because on your own, my husband has different experiences. We talk all the time, but you don't have that hours of being together and talking. You always have a certain time. It's, it's scheduled and you can't always say everything that's happening in your life. So there's a part of his life and there's a part of my life where we develop as individuals and coming together, which it wasn't a bad thing. It's probably one of the good things about long distance relationship. It gives you that space as well to become more of an individual. I remember some of my friends used to say, oh, your husband's gone again. His name is Drago. He's gone out again overseas. I said, yes, he did. And they said, can you ask him if he could take my husband with him this time? <laughs> there was times when it was difficult and they said, in a way, you're lucky because you get to expand yourself. You need to grow as an individual as well. So that was a good part. But the challenges, physical intimacy, emotional, sorry, emotional um, distance is there as well. Sometimes it's, it goes through stages. Sometimes it's not that bad. Other times you go through a stage whether if he's too busy or if I'm too busy, the communication can get down to about the kids, about the housekeeping, this and that, and you uh, can lose touch. So every time that was happening, we have to get back together, know why we're doing it, uh, also work out new methods of getting back together again emotionally. I think the emotional part that uh, schedule more uh, time together through travel. I did travel a lot. Our kids travel a lot. And what can I say? The challenge is the biggest one is being physically apart. And that carries a whole lot of things with it. The communication, the physical touch, the sexual part of it, and all of it. And kids not having their father there all the time. We were lucky enough that he's really loved by his kids and he was very much part of their life, part of their decision-making through the education. And they also experienced a lot of the traveling. They were kids, they were more traveled than anyone I know. They would spend time with their father in different countries. Some of them learned uh, French, some of them learned German, whatever he was. I don't know what to say. Challenges are there, but there are good side. There is a good side to it as well. And it seems like the, just the overarching theme of your situation is to look at that good side, is to say in any situation, there's good and there's bad. And you say that this, all this traveling, all this being apart, what is good about this and how can we make this uh, a positive? And so you made it a positive in so many different ways and, and from the just work, uh, having your space and working on your relationship and all the traveling and all the experiences. And so it, it's wonderful. At, at first glance, when we think about this idea of a long distance relationship, there's that tendency to think that it's all bad, but you're saying there's maybe even more good than bad. And then even some of the problems that are typical in any marriage, like you, you describe some of them, some of those things happen even when both partners 
are in proximity, right? You can still yes. have the yes. distance and still have the conflicts, even if you're living in the same house for decades on end. Uh, that's exactly right. And I think that's one of the things you have to add uh, a lot of positivity. You have to keep positive. Um, and there's a lot of saying goodbyes. There's lots of coming back. And I did say that in my article. Uh, you figure out yourself within different situations. And I can just mention one, whenever uh, Drago is to leave, like he'd be home for uh, three months on, three months off, or three months on, six months away. And it would start happening almost two weeks before he has to leave. And there was a process that I called up later on. Every time that would happen, he would start being more emotionally distant. He's, he was removing himself from me and the family. He was already thinking about his work, where he's going to go, what he has to prepare. And I could feel that distance. And yet at that time was probably more than before that I needed him to be close. So what we, when we talked about it and I said, I really start feeling jittery. I feel lonely already, even though you're here because you have removed yourself emotionally. So we would do, we would be aware of it. And he, we would do extra going out to dinner or to the movies or missing friends. We would do two or three things during those two weeks of family out with the kids. We always said that anyway. As a basic, there were six kids and to us, we would get together a couple of weeks before he would leave as well, specifically to talk about the next six months, for instance. But I, I never felt that, that I expressed the really my feelings. And once we talked about it, I was being taken care of and I took care of myself within that period. And then when he'd come back, it was all exciting. Michael was always larger than life. He would have stories from his troubles, especially at the beginning. And there was, he was an excellent storyteller and our table was always full. And my kids' friends always stayed with us. So our house was always full. He would have these great stories. But that initial period of euphoria and excitement would die down. And now we were facing ourselves as to uh, where we are now. If it's different talking on Zoom, it's different talking on mobile and sharing. It's very specific, but you're in proximity with each other. You can have fun and then maybe the differences start to appear. I was doing things a certain way. Now I have to accommodate for a few months. My husband who has come home and has different ideas. I have to really learn things about him again because he's changed as well. So there was a lot of learning to do all the time <laughs> and different stages of relationship. And I would also say that there is a stage in either uh, normal relationship or long distance relationship where things seem you feel like strangers, it's dead. But if you pulled through that with, with goodwill and a desire to make it work, it grows into a new relationship. And I can honestly say it's even better 
than what it was. So life throws these challenges and I assume it's the same even in the normal relationship, but it's more obvious and you have to work harder when you're in a long distance relationship. Otherwise everything falls apart and we had a large family and it wasn't an option. <laughs> it okay. was never an option <laughs> for us because we would then have to renew our vows. So I would say being married and being in a long distance relationship in a way is easier because you don't feel insecure and you have a more positive outlook on your future because you see yourself together. And being a person of faith, we also had faith which kept us in tradition which kept us there. As I said, for us, it wasn't wasn't an option not to be together, but we had to work it out because we all do get into that stage where things are a little bit dead. We grow apart or emotionally dis... And that could be for whatever reason. This sounds like quite an adventure that you're on and the many difficulties that you've mentioned. And it seems like the fun part is when he returns home and when it's time to catch up and rediscover each other and then to fit in the time that needs to be done to spend time together. And some of these things that you're mentioning are the things that everyone wants in a marriage, right? To communicate and to have the closest and to spend time with each other. But unfortunately, as some couples have trouble communicating or even like that situation you mentioned of when he's about to go on a trip and you both react in different ways, some people just no matter how hard they try, they can't quite communicate it. So why is that when it seems like the solution is things like hard work and communication and understanding of their person, it all seems simple, but why do a lot of marriages just fall short and not have that? Because you have to have a lot of interest. You have to always dig deep and start with yourself. So if I'm having problems, it is my problem. Okay, I can communicate my needs, but I cannot put the blame on the other person because he driver wasn't aware. He was just doing what he needed to do, what his needs were. His need was to prepare himself and the type of person that he is when he's working. And I'm probably the same. We give it 150% attention to it. And that's exactly what he was doing. And he was totally unaware because he was there. We'd have our coffees, we'd go out. But I felt my heart going jittery and cold. He's leaving now. I'm going to have to readjust myself again. And I needed more from him those last two weeks than even before that. And once I didn't blame him, I didn't say, oh, you're going all cold and what's your case about your work. Now, I really had to share as to what was going on with me and what I needed. And I suppose if your partner is approachable and if he can, empathic, he can understand, then it can be worked out. If the other partner feels blamed, then it could be either way then there's a shutdown in communication. Nothing can happen. 
that's very powerful that we need to be introspective and then realize what is within our bubble. And that includes very many things. That includes the way that we feel. And if we have a problem, then it's our problem. And then we can then uh, communicate that. And that's helpful. And that's interesting to think about. And then, so as far as where you come in, if someone says, okay, all of this sounds great, these ideas of a marriage and communication. And by the way, I think one of the best pieces of advice I heard about that was something like your spouse is not your therapist, right? That it's not your spouse's job to solve your problems, but you can then communicate that. And so there, there's so much to think about, right? So much more to discuss than we can fit into today's episode. But where does do you and your expertise come in? If someone says, I'm really interested and intrigued by this topic, and I want to reach out to Zdenka and have her help me, what sort of help do you provide in this category? I, as I said, I'm aware of different stages of relationship. I'm aware of the beginning now when you have to make that decision. I could help with pointing out at the things that you need to look at before you make that decision. And I would always say it's best not to go there if you don't have to. And know yourself whether you are ready and these are the challenges. And there's a lot more that I haven't talked about, a lot more challenges, whether they would be able to, uh, you have to see it in advance. I think you know planning. And I know for couples, it's sometimes hard when you're at the beginning and you're in love, you think you can conquer the world. And that is true for a time being. <laughs> but then a real life, love has to develop and it's developing all the time and it's developing through bad and lives. So I can point out the picture. I can paint the picture of what that is like, and then they can choose. Okay. And so also, any other problems, as I said, there isn't a problem that I haven't had. And this is a, also, I raised six children. We raised six children together during this period. Thank God they're all university educated. They all now have jobs. They have kids. They're all married. And it, didn't always look like it's going to be like that as teenagers. How when your dad is away, I remember if I have time, just one instant when Drago came home and when they were teen teenagers, they always had to get to know themselves better. The six months apart could be a long time. You lose a little bit of touch with each one of them and daughter that just came here to help us. Mesna, she was going out and she was going out to this place in Melbourne where people would just walk. There was fast cars. It was a place to be seen. One of those teenage places, everyone went there for no reason, like just to walk up and down to be seen. There were disco clubs and the Ragos didn't like it. She's a bit of a conservative. So he said, okay, Mesna, you need to write me an essay as to what is it? that you get out of that place. Why do you want to go? And then I'll look at it. And she did. And when they talked about it, she decided not to go there. And that was just little things that have happened that you probably wouldn't think. I haven't heard anyone talking like that. As I say, we are conservative. We come from another culture as well. We both came as migrants. 
very rich culture and tradition in, in all sorts of things. I think I really have a good insight in parenting at the long distance relationship, making a decision, and all the challenges that one goes through. Many adventures. You have seen it all. And when you're explaining some of these adventures, the lesson I'm getting is that it will all work out, right? If, if we're yes, in the present, uh, stressed out about so many things, it will be okay one way or another. Yes. I, and that's my main message that things do work out, that you can have temporary setbacks, but you will always have to have the reason why you're doing it and why are you still together. I love it. And so by having that reason why you're still together, then that is larger or that overpowers any of these smaller problems that come our way. And so that way we get that sense of priorities and it makes it easier to make the more difficult decisions. And so where is the next step here? Where's the website and what will they find there? The website is called longdistancelove.net and it's working progress. I believe that within two weeks, we will have it. It's my daughter is got the websites and she's working on it with me. I'm doing, I've got lots of material, just got to put it together. So that's where they will be able to contact me. I'll have the details and set it all up. Very nice. Longdistancelove.net. Zdenka Jurek, interpreter, translator, and long-distance relationship expert. So as we're winding down our conversation here, Zdenka, we've touched on many different subjects and talked about many different moral lessons, but is there something that you feel we could just put in here to really cap up our conversation and end on a high note? Does anything come to mind as far as a number one quote, moral, or lesson that applies in this very moment? Oh, I think I've already said it. Having a goal when you're making a decision to go long distance, have, have a good think about yourself, your partner, both of you together. Know your weaknesses and know your strength. Some people might not like being apart for too long, so it's not for you then. If you're too, if your happiness, all of your happiness uh, depends on your partner and what you get from your partner that it's not for you either. You have to know that it's a journey of growth. It's a journey of up and downs, but as we said before, it can work. It worked for me. I have seen it work for others and it can work for anyone who decides that's what they need to do, as in military, a lot of soldiers who decide to be a soldier have to go away. And that's even more daring. But you have to believe that things can work out for you. Positivity, as we said earlier. So it seems like the, the big lessons or the big things we need to keep in mind are is to have that positivity, have that goal, have that life purpose, and then also be aware of our strengths and weaknesses. And so as we are considering those things, let's head over to longdistancelove.net and see what Zdenka has in store for you. And thank you very much, Zdenka, for showing up, being personal, sharing the stories and these lessons. I really appreciate you. Thank you very much, Robert, for having me.